everyone, welcome back to Stop Acting Ugly. I'm your co-host Becca. And I'm your co-host Juliana. And today we're talking about dreams. My favorite. <laughs> and just like how I think I knew a little bit more about the psychics topic, uh-huh. I think you're going to be carrying most of the dreams topic. <laughs> uh, I think so. I don't know. You're pretty good with just coming up with, you know, all sorts of questions and just whatnot. Pulling just pulling stuff out yeah, of my Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> If you guys listened to our Psychics episode, awesome. If you didn't, fake friends. There's a part in that episode where we're talking about whether or not we think psychics are real. And Juliana says something along the lines of, you know, sometimes when people look at me, they don't really know what's going on like beneath the surface with my narcolepsy and everything and that was kind of a like a Um, brief I said that yeah you did yeah you were like you know with my narcolepsy and everything but then we didn't go into any detail we just kind of like brushed over it and that is something that I feel like people may have been like wait wait whoa 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 whoa. wait what uh, so many questions yeah yeah a lot of times like if that comes up in conversation people have so many questions Mm-hmm. People are like, wait, how does that work? Like, how oh. does that work when you guys are traveling? How does that work when you guys are climbing Angel's Landing? Like, how do how yeah. do you guys do the things you do if Juliana has narcolepsy? Well, I definitely would want to start off by knocking out the first misconception, and that's that the first thing everybody thinks. Hold of, on, let's explain to people what explain to people what narcolepsy that's what even I was is. Too. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> start at the beginning, and when you get to the end. Stop. Okay, That's my plan. Okay, go. Okay. So, I'll start off with the first misconception about narcolepsy, and that's that everyone who knows anything about it thinks that it's someone who just falls asleep anywhere and everywhere. Right, that's what I assumed it was. Drops almost dead, like, anywhere they are. And that's true to an extent, but... You think the, of the Deuce Bigelow Mel Gigolo. Uh, yeah, I love how you love to bring that I up. I love it. She's yeah. like, I've always wanted to try soup, but there's a fear of drowning. <laughs> so bizarre. Like, for me, that's so corny because it's not, at least so, to an extent, that I think the definition of narcolepsy is super, super lame. It's All it is is excessive daytime sleepiness. I'm like... That doesn't justify that. that That's does not, literally exactly what you're like, though. <laughs> it is exactly what I'm like, but like it doesn't. People will hear that and just be like, oh, you're just so you're just super tired all the time. I'm like, yeah, but you have no clue how it like affects every aspect of my life because I am that tired all the time. And then the biggest thing is, so I don't have cataplexy. Is what it is. Is what people have who just kind of drop like the whole um stereotypical you know drop instantly falls asleep asleep. what it is is like a muscle spasm in a sense or it's like a neurological thing where your muscles just give out and it's like the neurotransmitters sending information to your muscles just like cut it off and and your body just slumps you know Hmm. so but but then why did they like close are they actually sleeping yes yes so there's like something to do with like in your stages of sleep and whatnot your body is like you know we go into this like paralysis kind of state your brain sends sends some signal to itself or your nerves whatever the case is sends a signal and then your muscles just give out like that as if you were getting ready to go through those stages of sleep. But is your mind actually sleeping? Yeah, for brief for brief moments. Yeah, for those people. Now, for me, I, it started to really get bad when 
I was noticing I would I couldn't sit up longer than like two minutes and it could be in broad daylight it could be I could be talking with people in a group setting outside whatever the case was I just could not like hold my head up I'm like man I gotta go lay down anywhere I <laughs> why are you laughing I'm thinking of when we went to the Huntington Brewing Company and you ordered Cajun shrimp pasta <laughs> and oh, you no. were like I'm so tired I hope oh, I- <laughs> you're like, yeah. like it's so spicy I was like I'm so tired I hope I don't fall asleep and my pasta is gonna burn my face <laughs> I joke about it, but there's almost some sincerity in that. Like, I don't, I think I'm just, a, I'm a very self-aware person, and I know, like, socially, Juliana, right now, it's unacceptable to fall asleep in your pasta. Right? <laughs> we can't do that. So, there are people who don't have the control like that. It's like, yeah. you literally need the medication to keep you stimulated and awake. I read and I heard at some point, it, like, gets worse before it gets better, and that's kind of what I felt like in... I, I'd say more 21, 22 is when it just really kind of climaxed and then hit this high point of like, whoa, I'm having some serious problems now. So you didn't have that when you were little? No, it's like, I've heard it can come on with like maturity, with trauma. I've heard different things. Um, Like it just develops. I guess it developed right about at the start of 20. Well, you, earlier haven't, than you that. haven't had any trauma and you're not mature, Jules, so how'd that happen? You know, that's a question I ask myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, God. That sucks, though. So were you just like, wow, I'm all of a sudden excessively sleepy? So it started probably end of high school for me. So I 18. 18 is when it started. And I... Everything in my life was just masked by it, I think. Like, I was doing volleyball every day. My sc- I was waking up at, like, 5.45 in the morning, going to school. Like, my days were fully occupied, and I was doing club, like, at night, getting home at, like, 10.30, going to bed kind of late. And, like, that was my routine, like, five days a week. And then on the weekends, sometimes I would do tournaments, like, all-day tournaments or half-day tournaments. And so it's almost like at that point in my life, I had an excuse to be super excessively tired. Oh, so you just thought it was just because just, of your lifestyle. Right, my lifestyle. I'm like, okay, I'm doing so much. and so, But it became a problem, obviously, at home. And in high school, it, it comes off like I'm a lazy teenager, you know? Like, I couldn't keep up with things at home. I couldn't do my, my daily, like, chores. Just keeping my room clean, like, simple tasks. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get anything done. Couldn't really even get my homework done. Like, I was just starting to slump in school. It really skyrocketed when I got into college because that's when the volleyball stopped. I started all my new classes and everything and it's just like the problems continued if not worsened. At that point it's like okay what's what's going on here? It really started to take a toll when I would like wake up in the morning start getting ready and it's like I could not be awake longer than two hours. Like two hours ago and I'd be like God, I feel like I did not sleep at all the night before. Like, it feels like I pulled an all-nighter. And that was like that every single day I woke up in college. Dragged myself to school, dragged myself out of bed. I slowly but surely was failing my classes. It was like disrupting everything in my life. And there was a couple times I like cried to my mom where I'm like, I feel like an old woman in a young girl's body. I should not be feeling like this. I should be almost at the peak of my life as far as youth goes. Yeah be going out, be having fun, and I don't have the energy to keep up with everybody else and what they're doing, and I don't feel like I'm doing that excessive, I don't feel like I'm doing an excessive amount. I just kind of crumbled, fell apart then. My mom and I's relationship was really broken because of it. There was so much misunderstanding 
Whereas, like, she, you know, I'm sure she viewed me as this lazy teenager who just couldn't get herself together. And I'm trying to communicate, like, there's something wrong. I don't know what's wrong. I didn't even know how to communicate it. I didn't know how to explain any of it. But then there came a point where I told her, I was like, I think it's in my brain, mom. I think there's something wrong with my brain. Like, it's just, it's not functioning right. And then it started affecting work. I couldn't get anything done. I would sleep 15 hours, wake up, felt like I got no sleep, do it again, repeat. I wasn't doing anything with my life anymore. We obviously knew, okay, we gotta go get checked out, whether it's her health or whatever. Then it was an issue when I was driving because I would tell my mom, Mm -hmm. mom, it's kind of like I'm driving like eight lights and I forget I'm there. Like I kind of come back to realization, and this might sound super scary to people, and like it was scary, and that's when we finally did something about it. I drive like eight lights and I, I check out, and it was, wasn't was your normal, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm driving and I'm forgetting I'm driving. This was like, I'm forgetting I'm in the car, and I can't recall any of the lights I passed. I can't recall any information. I, I swear to God, I hope those lights were even green. Like, I don't even mm. really know. If oh they my were God. Green. So that's when it got freaky for me. And I told my mom, like, Mom, uh, I, we need to, you know, we need to figure this out. We need to go back to this. We thought it was sleep apnea. Like, maybe your sleep is getting disrupted. Took that test, everything came back normal. So we were like, Well, what the heck, man? Like, that was really my only option left. Like, I don't know what else to really do because I've done everything. At some point, you know, the it progressively still continued to worsen. So, then we're like, let, let's just go see a neurologist. Let's see if there's something actively going on in my brain, not sleep, not sleep related, whatever. But then he recommended, he goes, you know, with everything you're telling me, he goes, you know, narcolepsy is a little extreme. I don't really want to rule you. I I don't want to diagnose you with that just because he goes, I really don't think you have that, but we just got to check and see, you know, so went and did a sleep test. And what they did with that, they like hook you up, they monitor your sleep, your breathing, your your muscle movement, and all this different stuff. So you sleep for, I think it was like six to eight hours, I can't remember that time, throughout the night. They wake you up, and then they do this series of like five naps. You have to sleep in the place? You have to sleep in the place. Ew, that's weird. It like, was really weird. Like and in you're monitored. Little, like in a little room? Yeah. Ew, it's I like a like ho- It's like a hotel room, kind of. And Ew. then you have these things strapped all over you, like your head your chest, your back, whatever. Was it at the hospital? No, it felt, no, it was just like, they have these places set up for people like that. That's for testing. so crazy. Really? Yeah. And so, um, and I did it twice now. So the first time was with sleep apnea and the second time was for the narcolepsy. The second time was longer. I slept soundly all throughout the night when they woke me up. So, so you do a series of like five naps. It's like a 30 minute nap, I think, but you're awake for an hour in between. Or at least that's the goal. Okay. Okay, I slept the first 30 minutes. They wake me up and and I just have to be up for an hour. Just sit there. Just just sit there. And then it's like, okay, you're going to go nap again. But I didn't move. I like never moved out of the bed. I just stayed there. But what happened was it was like my brain, my brain fell into a nap early in some cases. Like I just wanted to sleep. I think I slept part of those hours in between where I wasn't supposed to. But I slept every 30 minute period. And a couple of those cases, I slipped into my REM too quickly. Too quickly, and then I was in it twice as long as most people. And I did that like two out of the five times. And so apparently what that rules is like, that's enough to say you have narcolepsy. And your REM sleep is your deep sleep. Your REM sleep is your deepest sleep. Now he didn't, my neurologist didn't mention anything about how long I was in my REM sleep to me. All he cared about was that I, I went into it too quickly. Like I know with one of them, I went into it in like, two minutes, I think, which is crazy. 
That's like absolutely crazy. Hmm. In my opinion, anyway. <laughs> no, that is crazy. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. It takes you a while to get into that. And then the other one was like, I don't know if it was five minutes or something like that, which is still pretty crazy. It takes most people a long time. It takes me a long time if I even get into REM sleep. Like, yeah. I don't even know. That's that I... too. Some people don't even, it just takes them forever or don't even get into it. <clears throat> and then so for me too, I thought it was strange that most people, I believe this is correct. I'm not 100% go into the REM like 60 to 90 minutes they're they're in a REM and mine was 180 minutes it was like literally double the longest time that's kind of weird he didn't bring that up but I thought that was freaking nuts like in the deepest sleep for that long and you can only imagine what that does to like your cycles like when you're supposed to wake up and stuff so when I wake up um there's been times I think I'm waking up and just in the wrong cycle that's my theory What's your theory? That I'm waking up in the wrong cycle. What does that do, though? Like, what does that mean? So, for a long time, I was telling you at one point, it's like, I can remember my dreams so well, and we'll get into that. Um, I can remember my dreams so well, and that's because I think I was waking up out of my deep sleep. Oh, so so are you saying that, like, as you're waking up, your levels of sleep are, like, slowly changing, lessening, lessening, lessening until you open your eyes? Yes, so you have, like, five stages of sleep, and your REM, I think, is stage four, and then stage five kind of brings you back out of it, so Hmm. I think there's times where I'm just coming out of it at, like, stage four when I'm in my REM. That's my, that's what I'm saying is, like, my theory. I don't really know. That test, like, didn't prove that, but You're that's just, what like, it feels like. You're just, like, deep dreaming, and then you just instantly yeah, wake up. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole rest of the day, it feels like I'm still caught in a dreamlike state. And you mentioned that you always, for the most part, remember your dreams. But, I mean, you know, like, when you wake up and your dreams are really detailed and vivid, and you're like, wow, I can remember that dream. Yeah. And then, you, like, you go back to sleep, and you wake up, like, 30 minutes later, and you just have no... It just didn't get no stored in your memory at all. There's yeah. just no recollection of it. Do you remember your dreams even throughout the day or is it just like you remember them very vividly when you wake up? That's interesting you brought that up because I'm a big advocate for like logging your dreams and writing them down and like I think that they deliver like pretty good messages and stuff for you and I think we may have brought that up in that psychic episode too. I'm not 100% sure. I think we may have brushed over that. You bought me a dream journal. A journal to write your dreams To write in. my dreams yeah. in. Yeah. I think it's in my car. <laughs> That's obviously being put to well, great Well, I tried it, right? So yeah. I tried it. So I put it, like, under the pillow next to me, and I slept, and I, I don't really remember my dreams, but I remember you telling me remembering your dream is as easy as going to bed with the intent yeah. To remember your dream. Yeah. And then you will most likely remember your dream. So I went to bed thinking, okay, I want to have a dream. I want to remember it. I want to dream tonight. Like having this intent to dream. And so I, it's funny because once you mention that, I actually started remembering my yeah. dreams. Like not even, I wouldn't even go to bed with the intent to remember them at some points. I would just remember them and I think it's right. because we were having conversations about this and maybe it was in my subconscious or something you, you just nailed it with the subconscious thing because yeah. what I was gonna say is like this with my narcolepsy and the dreaming and everything what it's all taught me is that your subconscious has these such like such amazing powers or gifts or just answers that you can you can you know grab just from your subconscious and by reaching that you can you can do that through your dreams so 
Um, I learned that in psychology before I was even diagnosed with narcolepsy. There was something about when we were learning dreams in that class that I just resonated with. Like I was so fascinated and so interested. And as soon as I learned the concept of how you remember your dreams and what happens, like the like the actual physical process of what your brain does and like what your neurotransmitters do, I was remembering my dreams for like a week straight. And before that, I could never remember my dreams. I never tried. I never, it was never really a thing for me. But after that point, I was, I was convinced. I was like, because my brain knows how this works now, because I have the knowledge of what happens and how, and how your, your, your body does that, I'm convinced that's the reason I'm remembering them now. And that's why I know. So then what my professor had said was like, you know, go to bed and have a journal by your side or notes or whatever you can do an audio recording, but wake up and do it immediately because your brain's going to like, as soon as you get up out of bed, your brain's just going to like wash everything off. Is that what you do? You just immediately like roll over and log it? Yeah. It's almost like I try to just, but when you do that, you're solidifying it in your memory. You're putting it in your memory Mm. box. So then I can remember my dreams for the rest of the day. If I don't do that and I just like get up, get out of bed and go, I'll remember, I usually won't. But like if I if I decide I'm going to do this right now and do it before you forget and I write it down, I usually remember like all the details of it. So you bought me one and I tried to use it, tried being the keyword there, <laughs> yeah, but like it's so hard for me to wake up, dude. Like oh, I yeah. hate, well, well I love waking up and I'm thankful for waking up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I hate having mm. to wake up. Yeah. And so I would dream and then I would be like oh, that was such a a strong, vivid dream. Like, there's no way I'm going to forget that. I'll just log it in the morning. I'll I'll, I'll typically (laughs) wake up. Like, I'll start to, like, wake up around five-ish. Yeah. And then I'm really tired, and then I'll go back to sleep until for, like, a couple hours. And so I... You liar. You do not wake up I go... I, no, no, no. I, like, I naturally... My body naturally always wakes up at that time. Do I get up? Hell no. no, I don't get up. <laughs> Hell no. Yes. So at first I was like, You okay. should. If your body naturally does that, that's freaking awesome. I wish mine could. I God, I wish mine could. No. We're so different. No. In that sense. But it's like, I'd be like, okay, my dream journal, I have to log it. And then I'll be like, no, it's so vivid. I'll just remember mm-hmm. it. Yeah, right. And then I wake up a couple hours later and I'm like, oh, crap. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. <laughs> and then I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, but it's still dark outside. Like, I can't even see what I'm writing, you know? I don't want uh-huh. to turn the light on. I'll just, I'll remember it. And then a couple hours go in, I'm like, crap, the next day. I'll, I'll remember yeah. tomorrow. And then I thought, well... I'll just log it in my phone. That'll be easier because then I don't mm-hmm. have to get a pen and paper involved. I could just have my phone on me and just log it. But then I was like, ah, the screen's so bright. <laughs> you know, it was like, no. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So freaking lazy. But, I mean, it's hard in the morning. And then when you come out of it in that state, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard, dude. There, that's where I've gotten so good at it, thankfully, where at this point, I can wake up and know whether or not that dream served a purpose for me and decide if I want to write it down or not. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like, do you log all of them? No, definitely no. Um, Because here's the problem, too, and I think this is narcolepsy related. If I do decide to write my dreams, I'm, like, stuck there the whole rest of the day. Like, I can't really be awake. It, like, puts me and leaves me in that dreamlike state, and I'm just, like 
so brain dead and numb. Like, so I'm taking a really big, it's almost like I'm taking a risk by writing my dreams sometimes. So not sometimes, like all the time, actually. So I know if I decide to write them, I'm probably going to be so dead tired the rest of the day. I feel like when I first met you and I learned that you had narcolepsy, your demeanor about it has changed so much than when I first met you. When I first met you, I felt like there was That's almost there was almost like this air of secrecy or like Ooh, embarrassment. Mysterious. Yeah, I have this thing like I don't really like telling people about it, blah, blah, blah. Like it was almost like you didn't want people to know you were super maybe insecure about it kind of thing because mm-hmm. it was just different. And so now I just feel like it's it's not that way anymore. I've, I've heard heard you multiple times tell yeah. people or new coworkers I actually have narcolepsy. Yeah. Like you'll just tell them now. I mean, you're a big influence on that because in, you're like, you know, I think it's cool. I think people find it interesting. And like, I, I had like my mom and my mom was someone, she's like, maybe you shouldn't tell people right off the bat. And I'm like, I kind of, I know what she means when she says that and I hear that. It's like, you don't want to seem like a whole bunch of baggage to someone. Like, oh, she's got these issues. Oh, geez. So I kind of get that and that's, that played with my mind a little bit, but it was mainly like, I didn't, I didn't want to go into it because I didn't know how to explain it or explain how I felt and I felt like I couldn't justify it enough. That's true because I'm sure it gets kind of annoying when you tell people that you have narcolepsy and then all of a sudden all these people have all these questions. And well, like... actually, when you tell people too, it's like they just don't care all that much. And like some of the responses I've gotten, they just are like, oh, they, it goes over their head. Maybe they don't, they know don't what even, it is. I was going to say, maybe they don't know what yeah, it is and they, they don't, don't really want to seem dumb is. and ask. I think that is what it is. That's the sense that I get when I get that response from people. I'm like, okay, why bother? But in the beginning, it was a huge insecurity for me and I feel like I've just gotten a better hold of how to handle everything. It was a big insecurity for me because like it caused some slip ups, you know, like with, with work and things like that. Um, I know I mentioned beforehand, like when things started to become a problem, there was one time like I hallucinated pretty bad at my place of work at like my last job before I met you. And that did it for me. Like I, I never even, what do you mean hallucinated? So I never even imagined what hallucination, like you can't imagine what a hallucination is like. You really don't get it until it happens. Like, so, (laughs) you're gonna laugh at this. You're gonna laugh, you're gonna laugh at this because it's so dumb, it's so weird. At my work, when I was serving, I hallucinated this giant cheese grater sitting on our counter. And it, like for a split, I looked at, it was like our pile of cheese graters in the kitchen. I looked at the whole thing and all I saw was one giant one and I did a double take and I was like, holy freaking cow, that looked so real. I'm like, that was there. Like that, like there was something there and it freaked me out because I knew it wasn't there. I knew it wasn't real. It's one of those things where I almost didn't believe in hallucinations. I really, I was like, how can people think up something so vividly like that? How can your brain do that? I just didn't believe it that's pretty crazy like your brain literally just made something out of absolutely yeah, nothing it, yeah pretty much and like I said it was so detailed and vivid and the craziest part was like I knew what it was instantly I was like that was not real that because that doesn't exist here like that but the scary scary part it has happened in a scenario where I'm like home alone and I've definitely I've hallucinated seeing like some people in my house like it's super brief 
And I know this is gonna freak people out because they're like, wait, what? That's that's the scarier part. I haven't had those in a long time, thankfully. I think medications were kind of messing with those sorts of things. And I would never freak out. I would never, you know, I was never mentally... Just like out of the corner of your eye kind of thing? Yeah. I've had that happen before in your house. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like, wait, is this just my house? Is it, like, is it real? You know where the dining room table is? Yeah. Okay, so you know how there's, like, the little half hallway. wall right there? Yeah. And then the hallway goes down and then yep, the bathroom that's exactly and where curves? I saw it. Ew, really? Ew, oh my god, stop. <laughs> You're giving me chills. <laughs> I didn't see what it was, but it was just, like, a very brief, like, almost like something, like, looked around the corner and then, like, oh my god, looked stop. away. <laughs> okay, come on, maybe it's not my hallucinations after all. <laughs> Do you remember, like, any colors or anything? That you saw out of the corner of your eye? Because I was like, because if you say the color, I think you're going to say, this freaks is going to freak me out. What are you going to say? Because I think I saw a color associated with whatever it was. Like it, like if what it was. what color like, did you see? What color do you think I saw? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. Like I thought, so I thought it was oh, like, okay. I thought it was like a, per- a person, like it seemed like a person and it seemed like they were wearing a shirt that was a specific color and I want to know if What's it's the, the color? same color. I don't know. Yeah, you do. What do you think it is? <laughs> I know what the color is, but I'm scared to say it because I want to know what you think it is. What color are you thinking of? I don't want to say it. What do you say? Okay, on the count of three, say don't what color you're thinking of. Watch it be so so different. <laughs> We're freaking out for nothing. Okay. On the count of three, say what color you think it was. Ready? One, two, three. Red. Red. Ah! Stop! 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 Oh my god! No. Take it back! Take it back! I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sweating. I'm... Oh my god. Okay, all right, everybody, so... So, Juliana's house is haunted. (sighs) Okay, um, that's actually nothing new. This podcast is taking a turn. I'm all worked up. I'm literally sweating. I think we should just let it go there. Let it go there? Let's just let it go there. Okay, we're being spontaneous here. All right, dreams and... Ghosts. Paranormal (laughs) activity. (laughs) Okay? Okay, well, let's merge into that, actually, because that's weird. And people are going to like these stories. Who doesn't like a ghost story, right? Okay, so I thought I was okay. Really? You thought that? You saw it? You saw that? I saw it, and it looked like just out of the corner of my eye, and then I realized that it was just me and you, like Victoria wasn't home or anything, and it looked like a um, very briefly, like something shifted out of the corner of yep, my eye. Yep, kind of like what I... Th- And I looked up real quick and it's almost like I caught like a shoulder or something and it seemed like whatever it was, was wearing a red shirt, like a short, a red short sleeve shirt with like a collar. Oh God. Was like a man figure? I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. I I feel like... I think I, I I don't know actually. I have no idea. I literally just caught a quick like like if somebody yeah. just quickly, I didn't see like a face or anything attached. I literally just saw a shoulder. Well, gotta go sage my house. <laughs> or it may not have even been a shoulder. It mm-hmm. may have just been like a red blur, real quick. Yeah, that's interesting. So for me, um, I mean, it's weird that we said the same color. That's weird. I don't know if like my visual was like that. Like I genuinely, this is where I think like I made up some like a man in my head and I feel like that happened a couple times here at home and it was like it the weird part is is I wasn't even I wasn't you know how sometimes you're in like a mindset where you're all spooked out like if you saw a scary movie or something you're home alone like that's just kind of on your mind that's on your conscious 
well, that, I, that, nothing like that was on my mind. I was just getting ready. I wasn't scared, wasn't thinking of anything. It was like, I think in the middle of the day. So it wasn't anything crazy, but yeah, that happened out of the corner of my eye. And I, and I was like taken back, like, wait, whoa, that felt just as real as that cheese grater. I think I went and looked around because I was so convinced. I was like, and I, or I stopped and listened. I was like, did someone break in? And that's where it got freaky because I would, you know, I'm like, I don't know if that was real or not. Um, I've had a couple of things like the sleep paralysis thing in the very beginning. Ooh, I don't like that. I heard those are really scary. So, oh my God, in the beginning, yeah. Well, mine were like, so there's these hypnagogic hallucinations. That's what I was getting in the beginning when all this started. What and is that? So it's like the sleep paralysis thing. You know, I couldn't tell you like the real difference. I think I looked up both before and they're very, very similar. Only the hallucinations, I mean, it's a hallucination. It feels so real. But the sleep paralysis, I think you know you're asleep. The, the hypnagogic hallucination thing, I think that was the difference. I didn't really know I was asleep or on the verge. It just felt real. So that was the scary part. But it only happened as you transitioned into a sleep. It was a specific stage thing. And there's like another name for it coming out of it. But the sleep paralysis, I think you know you're asleep and you know there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I heard in sleep paralysis, your body is like asleep, like out cold but your eyes are open like your right. brain is awake no right wait, your eyes are open and your brain is awake but uh-huh. your body is paralyzed is right right and I heard that that's when you do hallucinate for me my hypnagogic hallucinations were like a, a couple times they were like figures but mainly and that's the hard part is like such a blur because I'm like getting into a sleep so I don't even remember what those were like really but Oh, yeah, it says here, sleep paralysis most often occurs in people who have narcolepsy or sleep apnea. Weird. Temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking. Ooh, I don't like that. <clears throat> Thankfully, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't have that anymore. There was a stage where I had that, like, every night, and it was horrible. It was so bad. It Ew. sucked. It says there's different types of hallucinations you can have. Yeah. So you could have... Okay, it says... um, what does sleep paralysis feel like? So hallucinations during sleep paralysis fall into three categories. Intruder hallucinations, which involve the perception of a dangerous person or presence in the room. Yeah, that's... Ooh, that's... Ooh. Uh, chest <laughs> pressure hallucinations, uh, also those. called incubus hallucinations that can entice a feeling of suffocation. These frequently occur along with intruder hallucinations and then vestibular motor hallucinations which can also include feelings of movement such as flying or out of body sensations there was times where it felt like i was on a motorcycle rear-ending a semi-truck over and over and over and over again it was like i hit the truck it would restart hit the truck restart hit the truck restart like i was literally getting in this physical accident over and over again and that was in the transition to my sleep and it felt so real and I like couldn't get out of it like I couldn't not shake it it was so crazy it was so bizarre and I would have that one oh my god it was like every night for like a week I think that one was rough because it like it felt so real it felt like I was getting in an accident like a reoccurring dream um yeah, it was like a recurring moment. It just would like so quick, like reset. It was like a three hmm. second thing and it would do it over and over and over and over again. It would like relapse. And it was like, probably did it straight from, I don't know if it was like maybe two minutes, three How minutes. How old were you? This was like when I was 
20, 21. Oh, because I was going to say, I, I don't really have reoccurring dreams or anything like that anymore. But when I was little, I had reoccurring dreams all I guess the I time. never considered that a reoccurring dream. I used to think I didn't have them. But yes, that in fact yeah, was if you, because if I had it, it all the on, time. Yeah, on different days and, or different nights and stuff like that. And it's the same thing. I used to have... Ooh, I re- hope I'm not projecting something. I used to have a lot of really weird reoccurring dreams when I was little. And I mean like little, little, like elementary school little. And that's it. Like I never, I dreamt a lot when I was little, but it's weird because I can still remember a lot of them too. And my cousin, um, my cousin used to have hallucinations too. And so did I. Am I the only one that hallucinated when I was little? Like in the dark? Probably not. Like, um, like I would literally, okay, this yeah. is some crazy shit that I would do when I was I think was our little. minds were very imaginative when we're little. And, Probably. And yeah. So I, I would, when I was probably like five or six, there was one time where my mom rearranged my bedroom and my bed was up against the wall and she moved it to the middle, like she put it in the middle of the wall instead of up against the wall. Mm-hmm. So I was, it was open on both sides of me. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Like, that didn't make me feel safe. Right. I felt like anything could, like, get to me, you know? Yeah. And so I remember thinking, like, I saw a crocodile or, like, (laughs) an alligator crawl under my bed. Yeah. And I remember calling for my mom and being like, I think there's – I didn't want to tell her because I knew it was ridiculous. Like, I knew there wasn't – a crocodile under my bed, but I just felt like something was under my bed. Yeah. And so I would tell her, like, I think something's under my bed. And she's like, oh my god, there's nothing under your bed. Yeah, there's <laughs> definitely not a crocodile. But I would leave my bedroom door open, and they would leave their bedroom door open. Yeah. And, because we our rooms were right next to each other, just so that I would feel, like, safer. Yeah. And I would just stare at the empty doorway, and I would literally hallucinate, like, to help me fall asleep, I would literally just, like, stare at it, and I would hallucinate, like, a circus coming through okay, the doorway. Okay, I think I've done those same kinds of things as a kid. I think we're just super imaginative like that. I think that's the transition of when you're falling asleep too. Probably, because I feel like when I'm falling asleep, my things get the weirdest for me. And there's still, there's one time that I legitimately don't know if I was just in a really deep sleep or if this actually happened. But when I was maybe like 12 or 13... I was sleeping and my foot was hanging off the end of the bed Mm -hmm. and for some reason I remember it felt like I was awake. Like if I was dreaming, I felt like I was literally dreaming where I was laying in bed trying to fall asleep is what my dream was. And all of a sudden something grabbed my ankle super tight, like literally like a hand grabbed Mm -hmm. my ankle super tight and I froze. Like I completely froze. I completely just like panicked and froze and I didn't know what to do and it was just like holding my ankle and so I just like on the count of three I'm gonna pull my ankle back under the covers Mm -hmm. and so I just pulled my ankle under the covers really quick and when I did that I woke up Mm -hmm. and or I just came to like my consciousness a little bit better but to this day I'm like that was so real yeah that it's still I still don't know if it was actually a dream wow that's wild Oh, that's so freaky. But but I would have weird dreams when I was trying to fall asleep. So I'm like, that was really weird if that was, if that wasn't real. Yeah. My sister and I had a trundle bed when we shared a room. 
It's just a bed. Um, with the mattress under the bed? Yeah, you yeah. pull it out. But mine was, like, always permanently just out. Yeah. Like, we just had it set up that way. And there was one time, I don't know where my sister was. She was gone. Like, she wasn't home for the night. And I slept on her bed instead. And, you know, you know, it's like a big sister thing. Like, sick, I get the top bed. <laughs> so I slept on her bed. And I just remember I had this dream and I was falling and falling and falling like from this big volcano or something you fell off the bed i fell off the bed yeah but it continuously just kept falling in that dream and then i woke up the next morning and then i looked up i was like oh my god and even my young self was like that's why i had that dream i fell off the bed like that's why i had that duh that's so crazy yeah. It's just weird the way your brain takes, like, what's happening in your real world and yeah. turns and, like, manipulates it into a dream. There are right. times where I'll be listening to a playlist, like, a, a music playlist, and I'll fall asleep to the playlist, and I'll have a dream that I'm at a concert or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll listen to that. a podcast or a YouTube video, and I'll have a dream about whatever they're talking about right. kind of thing. Right. Which reminds me... I recently started listening to affirmations Mm -hmm. when I fall asleep and I thought, okay, you know, I watched a YouTube video on them and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. That's an interesting concept. The whole idea behind falling asleep to affirmations are the fact that when you sleep, your conscious mind is off. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sleeping, your conscious mind isn't thinking. But your subconscious is wide open while you're sleeping. And so even though you are sleeping and you can't hear the affirmations and you can't hear what's happening, your subconscious mind can. And it's just taking everything in and storing it and logging it. And, you know, if you're listening to affirmations that are very, you know, positive, obviously, then you're going to start seeing that play out on the screen of your reality like right. when you wake up. Maybe right. not immediately, but it's literally doing the work to change your subconscious yeah. so that when you wake up, just your everyday seems a little different. I fully believe that. And I also think, I tell people, I don't have too many nightmares. Like, I overall, and I think, I, I like to think, it's because I'm pretty, like, content in my life. Like, yeah. overall, I'm very optimistic, positive mindset. And I think, you know, it kind of relates back to the subconscious thing. I think that plays a part in that. It's like, I don't have a lot of horrible, horrible dreams. I did when I was younger, but I was, you know, there's a lot of childhood, you know, difficulties and stuff happening then, challenges, like things you're overcoming. But um, now that I'm older, my mindset's so much different and I overall don't have a lot of nightmares. Well, I used to have nightmares too when I was little more. I very rarely have nightmares, but I used to have nightmares too. And I think it's because, again, from a video that I was watching, he was mentioning, the guy that I was watching was mentioning this concept of nightmares and how you shouldn't actually look into them as, like, omens or anything like that. So, like, for example, I, you know, I'm a student pilot. And so sometimes when I'm falling asleep, it'll hit me how dangerous that could be you know Mm -hmm. it's like I literally just every day I do my pre-flight inspection and I hope that that's enough Mm -hmm. kind of thing to make sure that the plane is airworthy besides all the inspections and stuff like that but I do understand that 
nothing's impossible. Just because right. everything looks good before I take off doesn't mean that something can't randomly happen. A bird can't hit my propeller. Like, yeah. you know, like anything can happen. And so when I get into that, even though the likelihood of that is not very high. So, but when I start thinking about that, it really freaks me out. And right. so it's kind of a, a fear that I don't really believe. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fear that is there, but I don't really think it's going to happen. Yeah. And so... I was listening to a YouTube video and the guy that I was listening to, his name was Dylan James, and he was ta- he talks all about your subconscious mind and this and that. And he says when you have a nightmare, what it's really doing is your subconscious mind is collecting so much information. It knows all of your fears and your worries and your doubts and the things that bother you. Oh, absolutely. If you don't think those things are real, if you're like, no, I actually don't think my plane is going to crash, mm-hmm. then it will purge those fears. And it's like, okay, well, you know, there's really no purpose in keeping this in our subconscious mind, because if we keep it in our subconscious mind, then it's going to manifest into reality. So we don't really need this because we don't actually believe that it's going to happen. You're like attracting all that negative energy. It's, you're pulling it your way. So your body's almost, your brain's like doing the work for you. Your brain's like, we don't actually think we're going to get in a plane crash. So let's just get rid of that thought altogether. And your subconscious is the most open when you're sleeping. And so if you're having nightmares, it's not actually an omen. So I had a nightmare the other night that I went for my solo flight and my plane went down. And I remember I was fine and I walked away from the wreck, but I remember looking back at the plane and it was just like in pieces. And I woke up and I was like, whew, like that, that's, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? Like, you know, like that, that well, could it's, be one of those things where yeah. you're like, what does that mean? Is that a sign? Well, I was just about to say the funny thing is that sometimes our brains and like, I know what our subconscious, what our dreams do too, is they take like something from your day-to-day life like that and they piece it together to build some sort of story in which like if you were to pull it apart would find that it's referring to something else like that's what I've found from logging my dreams I told Becca um well I'm like so into it as far as like dream symbolism goes and things like that but in terms of nightmares in general they're saying that nightmares aren't necessarily something that you have to like dive into a little bit it's just like especially when it's so obvious like a fear like that it's just purging a fear and just get rid of it it's the same concept with like sometimes like for me that's what I said I don't feel the need to write down every one of my dreams because sometimes I just think it's my brain purging it's going through what you're going through your day-to-day sometimes like even that story about your flight is going to point to something else going on in your life that's the crazy thing too it's like using that so you have your dream dictionary on you yeah okay okay look in the dream dictionary and tell me what plane crash says Crashed or wrecked plane, worry about failing, can be anxiety bringing down ambition or adventurousness, mm. a loss of self-confidence or mental, or mental equilibrium, warning about a business project, broken dreams and hopes. Interesting. Right? That's pretty accurate. See, so that's what I mean by like sometimes like that appeared as a nightmare in a sense, but like there could be some like wisdom well, involved. Yeah, in but that. what's interesting is that the plane crash symbolizes like fears and anxieties and hopes and dreams going down in flames and like all that stuff. What's interesting though, is that's actually kind of exactly what's happening in my reality. The whole anxiety thing is I'm at a point now where I'm getting ready to solo fly without my instructor. And that in general, like that idea, 
I just feel like I play that day over and over in my head and I'm trying to like calm myself down about it because it gives me a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. to think about. Even though it's like I know what I'm doing, I can do it. It's just, it's scary to be up there by yourself in case of emergency. No kidding. You know, so at least when I fly, I know that I have him there in case something happens, but it's just me. And that's the thing that kind of freaks me out a little bit, but I feel okay, but it's still like a fear that I have. So I could see where I'm trying to kind of push it away because I don't want to be afraid of it because I know everything's going to be fine, but I could see where I'm just pushing it back into my subconscious and where that would manifest into a nightmare. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I felt like when you told me that, I'm like, there's got to be you know, I felt like it was like, flying related, but I was like, it's got to point to some area there. And then I knew you were all nervous about that solo flying stuff too. So that's not surprising. That makes perfect sense. I'm definitely a big advocate for people looking into their dreams. At the end of the day, I think if you like look to some of your dreams, they're going to have a lot of answers for you that you would have never thought of yourself. And it's pretty amazing. Like I've been totally amazed at my dreams and what they've told me and how accurate every single one of them are when it comes to what's going on in my life in my reality it's pretty crazy I can like almost I can count on every single one of them it's weird how your dreams manifest as like symbols though Mm -hmm. so like even though a plane is quite literally what it's about and like there's other it could be like a blue turtle to it you know it could be like a blue turtle and it's like well what does a turtle mean and why Why is is it blue blue? and like blue could mean something a turtle could mean something and that's just the way your brain brains are crazy man yeah brains are crazy okay so wait to think people decoded this too and like made these meanings up for these like how did they figure that out i don't know why i feel like you would have already thought of this but if your brain is so powerful and you think your brain is so powerful and you can literally because i'm a big believer in like there are times where i have a really bad headache and then i would just tell myself that i don't have a headache (laughs) and it will go away (laughs) yeah like no we don't it's literally like so many Mm -hmm. things are a frame of mind yeah i try to do that when i'm cold like when I'm out I somewhere do and I don't too. have a jacket, I try to literally just push that out of my brain. Yeah. And we have such control. Like a lot of us think we don't have a lot of control, but we have every bit of control over everything that we do. Yeah. So have you ever tried telling yourself, <laughs> I don't have narcolepsy? Yes. And, and I like almost question it all the time too. I'm like, what if I really don't have it? And what if like, it's just been this all makeup thing in my head where like, <clears throat> I've been like diagnosed and like, right? what, if, what if I was misdiagnosed and that's not really the case? What if I have something else? Or just like, what if I've enveloped just this identity with it? Well, it's like so many people are like diagnosed with anxiety mm-hmm. and they're like, I have anxiety. And I don't mm-hmm. think people understand how... I, I don't think people understand how powerful the I have, I am mm-hmm. affirmations are. Yeah. It's like what if you say, you. I, I, I am a person with anxiety. It's like you're telling your subconscious mind, I'm a person who has anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who has this. Like in any situation, like I don't make money or, you know, I suck or I'm ugly <laughs> or I'm <laughs> this or whatever, you know, it's like because your conscious mind thinks about stuff your subconscious mind doesn't it just obeys whatever your conscious mind is thinking so if your conscious mind is like i have this going on your subconscious mind is going to be like okay we have narcolepsy and then it's going to 
play through yeah. on the screen of your reality. <clears throat> yeah, and that's the thing. Um, well, I like to think I've gone through all that, and then I'm like, okay, with science these days, I've, I've gone through the testing and everything. It's like, I, I have to trust that fact. Like, that, it's just almost plain as day. Like, I have... Well, it's true, because you knew something was wrong even before exactly. somebody told you that you had epilepsy. Exactly. I, and to be honest, I'm so amazed at myself to know that I got it so spot on with that when I told my mom, like, no, mom, it's something with my brain. Like, that's what I kept emphasizing. I was like, it almost seems like my, there's a problem with my brain. Um, and and it's weird. It's like my subconscious or my brain told me that. You're, I was so in tune with myself. And that's what's crazy is like from this point on from being diagnosed, I feel like narco- narcolepsy has made me so in tune with myself and self-aware because I'm just in this split reality where it's like it's so easy for me to like focus on that. It's almost just like it's habitual and it's just like that's that's what my... That's what my setup is like on the daily. It's but like, what if you fed yourself <clears throat> Ephraim? Like, what if you mm-hmm. went to bed? That would be an yeah, interesting experiment. That would be an interesting experiment. If you went to bed and put on affirmations like, I have a lot of energy. I'm never really tired. I don't have narcolepsy. I have that a normal so sleep pattern. Like, if you just put on affirmations <laughs> like that and, and fall asleep to them. Yeah. I know your cycle, I know this from psychology, is that if I played something that says I don't have narcolepsy, it's, like, almost doing a disadvantage by, like, it's still bringing it in my subconscious. So like, you would just be like, just I'm an energetic have, yeah, person. Exactly. It would need to be something like that. I have a lot of energy today. I am going to have, you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow feeling fulfilled, feeling energetic and yeah. I would seriously recommend trying that. So Dil- I believe Dil- that. Dylan James, the YouTube channel that I listen to, he yeah. makes his own affirmations. I can make my own. That'd be interesting. You can. And you just put them on a loop for like eight hours. Like record yourself I've saying thought, something? I've thought about it. I know a lot of things that get played on a loop too as far as like affirmation goes are just like white noise things when you go to bed. They're just loops. If you did that to a point where you could record yourself maybe for a solid even like 10 minutes and just looped that, your brain would pick up on that. And how interesting would that be to hear yourself do it? Like, guess, hear, your own, yeah. how you hear your own voice, that's going to really sink in, I think. Maybe. I, I could be it, true, because in. I think, like, if it's, like, a guy's voice or something, it could be kind of Well, imagine you or... telling, imagine your own voice telling you, our eye is healing, you know, where it's healing each night we go to sleep, and you're hearing it from yourself. It's almost like you buy it more, you believe it more, I would think. One of the affirmations that I've listened to at night, it's on a loop, and it only plays for about, like, an hour and 15 minutes or something like that, but it's on YouTube. It's a Wayne Dyer before bed meditation. And he says, like, listen to this every night before you fall asleep. And so the affirmation, it's Wayne Dyer and he has a really soothing voice. And he says, I know that I am pure spirit, that I always have been and that I always will be. There is inside me a place of confidence and quietness and security where all things are known and understood. This is the universal mind, God, of which I am a part and which responds to me as I ask of it. So essentially he's talking about your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. This universal mind knows the answer to all of my problems, and even now the answers are speeding their way to me. I needn't struggle for them. I needn't worry or strive for them. When the time comes, the answers will be there. I give my problems to the great mind of God. I let go of them, confident that the correct answers will return to me when they are needed. 
through the great law of attraction, everything in life that I need for my work and fulfillment will come to me. It is not necessary that I strain about this, only believe. For in the strength of my belief, my faith will make it so. I see the hand of the divine intelligence all about me, in the flower, the tree, the brook, the meadow. I know that the intelligence that created all these things is in me and around me and that I can call upon it for my slightest need. I know that my body is a manifestation of pure spirit and that spirit is perfect, therefore my body is also perfect. I enjoy life, for each day brings a constant demonstration of the power and wonder of the universe and myself. I am confident, I am serene, I am sure. No matter what obstacle or undesirable circumstance crosses my path, I refuse to accept it for it is nothing but an illusion. There can be no obstacle or undesirable circumstance to the mind of God, which is in me and around me and serves me now. Damn, that was good. And it just plays that on a loop for an hour and ten minutes. See, you could so make your own then. It's true, but I, I really like this one. And to it's be a good honest, one. it's a really good to one. To be honest, like I've noticed too. But that you just you can read that to yourself. That's too. true. That's true. But then it's like it actually gets into your subconscious mind, and that t- I, the whole message in that is just like don't worry about it. Like, yeah. everything's fine. Like, don't worry about it. We got it taken care of. Everything's coming we to you. We got you, meaning yourself. Yourself. Your subconscious of. mind, you know? Like, there's there's this theory that this, your subconscious mind is the divine part of you. It is yeah. the creator aspect. I believe that. It's 100%. a little piece of God inside of you, and you get to create your own reality based off of that subconscious mind. So yeah. if you're harboring all of these beliefs or all of this hatred and all these negative thoughts, that's how your life is going to play out. And you may not even realize that you are manifesting such unfortunate things, whether your car breaks down, whether you know you eat bad food and you get food poisoning, whether they say that no matter what unfortunate circumstance you come across, you've manifested it into your life in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. Yeah. But that's just like what I've heard. I like those because it's basically saying, don't worry about anything. Everything's coming to you in its divine timing. Things need to unfold naturally. And so when I'm listening to that, when I'm sleeping, I literally wake up and to be honest, like, I don't really worry much yeah. about anything. I used to have anxiety. And then one day I was like, Sometimes. I don't want to be part of this anymore. I don't want to be part of this anxiety-ridden world, this epidemic that everybody has. Like, no, I'm taking a stand. I don't have this. And I right. don't feel this way anymore. That's interesting you say that. And it's good you can recognize that. Sometimes I tried one of those, um, what did you call it? Affirmations before bed thing. I may have just kind of found one that wasn't that great, but I honestly, I listened to it and I have to be very careful with my choices, music even related, like, because if I give any, if I listen to anyone, it's got to be very specific, like on a specific scale or like note or melody, because if I listen to frequency, yes, yeah, because if I listen to something that's just like even the slightest bit too exciting or too intense, like it gives me anxiety and I can't sleep. Because what it does is it gets my imagination running of all the things I want to do and all the things I'm excited to do. And then I'm like, shoot, now I just, I want to go do those things. I want to like, I want it to be the next day. I want to like get going. And it kind of defeats the purpose. Well, I mean, I think that's why, you know, Dylan James, his are, are I am affirmations. And they're very like, um... They're just good at building, like, a good sense of self 
you do have to kind of find your targeted, whatever your problem is. Are you upset because you're heartbroken? Are you insecure about something? Are you, you know, there's basically, there's a lot of stuff that you can fall asleep to that you can put in your subconscious mind. So it's like, whatever you want to do, just like, yeah, clean it out. I'm almost better off, I think, I think, just out of experience, white noise doesn't really work all that well for me. Not too much. I like Um, white noise. It doesn't really do much for me. Maybe it does. I don't know. I just would rather try and go to sleep in peace if I can help it, like, with my own thoughts. It's almost like I want to... Oh, see, I'll never, I'll never go to sleep if I literally... Yeah. It's my own thought. It's my brain that I can't turn off. Yeah. So I have to focus on something like that Wayne Dyer affirmation and listen to him. Mm -hmm. And then that just kind of soothes me to sleep. It's been kind of a blessing in a sense because on the some of those nights, like some... Some of those nights when I do have insomnia, because that definitely does exist, and that actually is a side effect of narcolepsy, ironically enough, is that you can get insomnia. But some of the nights that I do have them, they're just intense. Like, they suck. And with mine, they're kind of major. Like, if I have insomnia, I'm like, shoot, I, it's, it's going to be a rough night. Because it's not just like, I don't, it's not light. It's it's heavy insomnia. So I think about those people that have to do that every night, and I'm like, oh my god. This sucks, man. This sucks. Just like not being able to fall asleep. Yeah, just your brain keeping you so busy. And you know me, I've told you this multiple times where I I just like, I don't like not having control over myself and my thoughts. Like I'm just a very self-aware person and I have great control over that. My optimism has just been like so key. So when I don't, that it's so annoying. To me, it's so annoying because I'm like, you do always have great control over this. And human there's gonna be some days where like I don't but I've figured out ways in which that I can grab myself and and you know gain that um control back so on the nights where I'm just thrown off and it's really thrown for a loop and I'm being challenged they've been it's been pretty hard like the other night I told you I've had one of the most challenging nights I think I've had in a long time and I don't know why it was like out of the blue it was so unnecessary it was like I was having a, I think I was having an anxiety attack, to be quite honest with you. I think that's what it was. Really? I'm pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah, but see, it was even gnarly. then, sometimes those things manifest, like yeah. anxiety attacks oh, manifest. that's why I was so scared. I was like, I don't want this to create my next day, make my next day, or my week, or month, or whatever. I don't want this kind of energy being attracted into my life. Well, I know? don't think it's attracting anything. I think it's being, pur- it's purging something. Yeah. Like yeah. out of your subconscious. Yes, I think it was, but that's all the scarier is because I was like, wow, I did not know I had that much like suppressed. Yeah. That was coming out, purging out. But thankfully I feel so much lighter now. I feel so much better, which is kind of crazy though. But yeah, that, that was like, it's crazy. It was just like three nights ago and I'm totally fine now, but that was like one of the roughest nights I've had in a long time long long time and it was for no reason I didn't really have a major rough day like nothing so detrimental maybe yeah maybe you were just holding in a like just piece by piece little things like on a daily basis maybe you were just holding it in or just trying to be strong or something like that and then it just kind of sounds like me I know that's why I'm like (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what happened (laughs) yeah trying to save face and be strong about something or you know maybe something is bothering you I think something is bothering you mentally and you were like 
no, we're better than this. We're not going <laughs> to yeah. let this bother us. So you Probably, suppressed yeah. it into your yeah. subconscious and then it manifested as a panic or like an yeah. anxiety attack. That's what I thought it was too. Oh God. <sighs> now I really, I legitimately think I'm going to go sage my house right now. You have sage? Yeah. You have sage? Yes, ma'am. Hmm. You know what's funny? When I went to that one psychic, <laughs> Why you go, hmm. when I went to that psychic, she saged me. Are you serious? She had sage in the room and she said it wasn't burning that well. Oh, she, she had rose sage in the, the room. room. She rose watered me. <laughs> what? She rose watered the Dead. room and sage. She's all this bitch. Clean her up. Wait, hold on. She rose watered and saged the room. She didn't touch you. No. She legitimately lit sage and like walked around me and rubbed it all over. I went home smelling like a freaking campfire. I feel like she implied to me she wanted to do that, like wanted to say, but I still think she meant the room, like not me. She didn't really spray. She literally rubbed rose water. On my body. Like, what? Yeah, she put rose water on her hand and stuck it in between my shoulder blades. Okay, what? She said that chakra was all tense. My heart chakra. (laughs) 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 Why are you laughing? No shit. And then she also told me that I needed a massage because I had a lot of knots in my shoulder. She may have just, I didn't notice it that way. She may have just sprayed it kind of over me and around me, but (laughs) not really. She like, poured it in her (laughs) hand and slapped it in between my (laughs) shoulder blades. She's all this chick. Oh my god, that's hysterical. You did not mention And that I part. remember getting in my car and smelling my hair, and it smelled like smoky, like I had been sitting I at a campfire. Sage and incense and stuff. I do too. That's funny. But she told me I should get salt and like put it under desk or something, and then say like an affirmation kind of a thing. Hmm. Say an affirmation. I forget what she told me. Damn it. Well, that sucks because I forgot, but I was supposed to say something. I had some homework, apparently. I had some homework. I had homework, too. I haven't done it. Sounds like you. I have to write a letter to everybody who's hurt my feelings. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you I'm so angry, need to do that. Like, if I'm angry, if I'm holding you on totally to anger. totally need to do that. I totally do. Like, if I'm holding wow. on to anger about something... T- to someone or multiple people um then i have to you're all starting with you (laughs) dear jules dear jules lately you've been a fake friend (laughs) it really makes me angry thank you have a beautiful time (laughs) thank you have a beautiful time i so i have to write a letter to the people that have upset me but i have to really spill my feelings and i have to light it on fire Oh, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> she told me if I want to forget about someone, I write their name on a piece of paper, circle it, and put an X through it, mm-hmm. and then I put it in a <laughs> Ziploc bag. I put it in a Ziploc bag, I fill that bag with water, and then I stick that bag in the freezer. And, <laughs> and then when it freezes, she goes, I don't know how it works, but it works. You just... <laughs> You just forget about him. I love the it. I don't know how it works, but it does. Oh, okay. that's hysterical. But you know what? I'm realizing that stuff like that, it's not necessarily like the what you're doing isn't actually doing anything. Like it's the ritual behind it. Right. And the fact that right. say I did want to forget about someone, 
I am now paying so much attention to yeah. writing their name on a piece of paper, circling yeah, it's it, the intent. crossing it out, filling it with water. It's like you are focused on what you're doing and that, and your focus is yep. on forgetting them. And right. then that goes into your subconscious. And so it's like, it's like how they say writing in general is really powerful, especially mm-hmm. specifically for manifestation and stuff. It's because when you're writing, you're attending to what you're doing. Like your brain is paying attention. It's more powerful yes. to your subconscious. Yes. So. I think um, in terms of stuff like that, like putting the name in the bag of water and freezing it to forget about someone, I think it's more of like a a symbolic, it's like a ritual to solidify something in your head. No. (laughs) Just what? (laughs) What do you mean no? I just wanted to throw a no in there because I've been saying yes. I just wanted (laughs) to throw a no in to just throw I like nodded my head yes, and then I was like, no. I had to suck it up. I told myself, I was like, okay, you gotta get it together, Jules. You gotta, like, you gotta really sell this one. <laughs> no. No. Jules, I think you need to go to sleep. I think I do, too. I, I have do to too. wake up early tomorrow. I do, too. Well, <laughs> see you later, folks. Well, everyone, go have some beautiful dreams. Log them. Log them, please. Log them. <laughs> log them. Don't forget to log them. Order a dream dictionary on Amazon. Or just go buy an empty journal. But you have to research it after you log oh, it. Oh, dream dictionary. I thought I was... Never mind. You need to go I'm to sleep. tired. I need, need to go, go to sleep. sleep. <laughs> we both need to go to sleep. Oh, thanks for tuning in and getting a glimpse as to uh, what's going on into our <laughs> subconscious minds. And uh, we're going to go sage... Juliana's house now, so uh, whatever's Yo, wearing, yeah. whatever's wearing a red T-shirt gets gone. You're gone. Get gets out of gone. here. You don't live here no anymore. More. <laughs> Thank you. Have a beautiful time, everyone. Oh, sweet dreams, everyone. <laughs>